You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Stephen A. Smith, you saw him up first take ESPN. I'm sure he did his own radio show. Got to do your own show when your name's on the marquee. Stephen A. Smith show, so. ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time. My pleasure. How you doing, man? You got my boy Cordell with you, huh? I'm doing yes, my sir. best. Now, you guys did work together in no, Bristol, right? This is my brother yes, right here, did. man. It's been a long time. How you been, baby? I've been good, brother. Been Looking good? good. It's good I, to see I you, I love man. you on the show, man. I'm doing my thing. I mean, you're keeping everything in check. They try to come at you every once in a while. They're you you, 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 you kind of elbow them off you a little they bit. They show up, I mow them down. Yeah. I mean, That's like, what I've always been doing. Talk about one of your cities. One of your cities, D.C. What about it? Alex Smith. Um, look, six, six, you know, six way to, you know, the other, what's the saying goes six or the other half a dozen of the other, whatever oh, the hell okay. the saying yeah, that's is. It. That's it. It's no difference. Um, Alex Smith threw for about 4,042 yards. Kirk Cousins at about 4,093 yards. One through 26 touchdowns, other through 25 touchdowns, one through five interceptions, and Alex Smith, the other through 12 interceptions. We get all of that. Neither one of them win a damn thing in the playoffs when it counts. Uh, and Kirk Cousins kid don't make the playoffs. Um, listen, they can both play. Uh, Alex Smith to me is more of a game manager than Kirk Cousins is. Kirk Cousins is more of a gunslinger than Alex Smith is. But this was a situation where the Redskins simply wanted to save money. Uh, Alex Smith is going to be cheaper than what Kirk Cousins is seeking. And as a result, the Redskins decided to go in that direction. But to me, the bigger question is about Jay Gruden. Uh, what's he going to do? You've missed the playoffs the last two years with a quarterback that throws over 4,000 yards that you've given nearly $50 million in guarantees to. Um, you don't have to give up that much money to miss the playoffs. So I don't knock the Redskins. I don't know if they should have given up full. I don't think that was wise for them in the secondary considering the kind of year that he had. But in the end, what it comes down to is that I think they've got far more problems than what existed at the quarterback position. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to win games for you and they're not going to lose games mm-hmm. for you. It's what Jay Gruden is going to do with the rest of the squad, which remains to be seen. Stephen A. Smith is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Full disclosure, I haven't seen the show this week. We've been here early for pre-tapes. What's Max saying about his notion that Tom Brady was in decline in the month of December? He's still saying that. He's still holding on to that for dear life. Uh, Max Kellerman has been drug tested. Uh, (laughs) We have found that there's nothing there. Uh, There were no positive tests. Uh, I'm only joking, obviously. but, But the point is, in all seriousness, you know, he's one of those guys that he said that Tom Brady is going to fall off a cliff. And his whole mentality is that if your birth certificate collects that much dust, you know, historical fact says otherwise. And I'm like, with those Beetlejuice eyes of yours, does that not matter? What you're witnessing, what you're looking at? Tom Brady could very well win league MVP honors this year for the kind of year that he had. 32 touchdowns, just eight interceptions, 4,500-plus yards passing, you know, one of the top two attacks in the game of, of, of the National Football League. And here you are talking about the cliff is coming. Well, you keep holding on to that. Well, you keep doing it. He's standing on the edge, and he hadn't even budged. The wind is blowing extremely hard. But I've watched you guys on, on your show on First Take, and you try to draw a connection to his greatness, Tom Brady's. And in and, and, and football, I think he's transcended that. It's, it's, Joe Montana is the only one that we can really talk about because you have to involve the championships. When you start talking about championships, what family and world of sports do you put him in to, to justify how great 
he's been over Tom his Brady? tenure. Yes. I think you put him in the Joe Montana category. I think you mentioned it with a Terry Bradshaw. I think you mentioned him uh, with some of the all-time greats. Even outside listen, of the game of football. We've been talking Jordan. We've been talking Tiger. We've been talking Babe Ruth. I don't put anybody in the category of Jordan. That's just me. Um, and the reason why I don't do that is because six NBA finals, six NBA championships, six NBA finals MVPs. Mm. Never, ever once allowed the series to reach a game seven in the finals. That's annihilation, brothers. That's annihilation. Mm. When you do something on that level, you have cemented your greatness. I have seen Jordan. I covered a game in the late 90s. He was going up against the Washington Bullets at the time. Calbert Chaney out of Indiana was defending him. They had Chris Webber and Jawan Howard on the same team. I think Rod Strickland was their point guard. He's a friend of mine. Calvert Chaney was considered one of the better defenders in the game. And Michael Jordan was just doing everything. And Calvert Chaney walked up to him during, before when a timeout was called, and he said, damn, don't you get tired? And Michael Jordan told him, look at the scoreboard. And the score was tied. He said, I never get tired. And then next thing you know, he comes out of the timeout and Michael Jordan makes a couple of plays, including being on the right baseline. He turns around on the right baseline, levitates up in the air. He jumps up in the air and then levitates his body and double pumps on a jump shot while falling on his back 15 feet away from the, from, from the, from the rim. Makes the shot. Bernie Bickerstaff was coaching at the time, instantly called the timeout, and Michael Jordan ran up to Calvin Chaney and looked at him, and he said, damn, I'm tired. <laughs> this is what he does, man. This is, what, this is what he yeah. did. And Jordan was the dominant I've, I've figure of that like decade, it. transcending like the NBA pop yes. culture. Yeah. But if we think about where Brady is, we remember Jordan at the end, a little puffy in the midsection playing for the Washington Wizards, Brady somehow getting better. Well, you could say that, but you could also point to Bill Belichick his schemes, the fact that Brady gets rid of the ball inside of two to three seconds. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can point to all of those things. Yep. And, and, and you know when you can have that discussion with me about Brady? The minute somebody is willing to definitively say, there is no doubt in their mind that Brady deserves more credit than Belichick. So you think it's a part? As, as long as you can say How it's a How would you assign that percentage? You want to go 51-49 either way? I don't know. I don't know. I leave that to somebody like him. Because what do you think? See, guys that played the game, mm-hmm. I'm a reporter at heart. I, don't, I watch the game, I observe, and I chronicle the dialogue from experts to sort of shape my opinion. But you also opinions. have refined opinions. That's but, right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I would say I would go 50-50 in fairness because they've done all this together. He hadn't done it with anyone else. If we get an opportunity... To see a Matt Castle go to the postseason, win a Super Bowl. If we could see a Jimmy Garoppolo and fill it in when Tom Brady was suspended to go to a Super Bowl, then you would have to give the majority to, I would say, a Bill Belichick. Well, you, gotta because you, you also got to remember we're talking about football as compared to basketball because Michael Jordan never won a title without Phil Jackson. True. But we don't think about bringing Phil Jackson up when it comes to Michael Jordan no. in those championships. No. And Phil Jackson, by the way, the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq never won a title until Phil arrived. Right. But we still don't mention Jordan with Phil Jackson because we know more, we know Jordan made Phil Jackson. Yeah. We can't say that about Belichick. We're all on the same page here. Long yeah. day for you. Last one for me. You're a renaissance man. We know about the calmest days in Philadelphia. You have opinions on a variety of topics. Do you find sports confining 
or do you think sports allows us to cover all those platforms if we choose to? I think sports, I think it's a combination of both. There are times it can be confining. Um, and I think that in large part, it's because of the money that the leagues have in their deals with the networks. And so because of that, it can be somewhat confining. There's so much to lose, so you got to be careful. It could be somewhat confining. Mm -hmm. There's also the fact that sports is supposed to be an escape away from the ails and the realities of everyday life, even though it really, really isn't because it's all intertwined. There are those out there who literally use sports as an escape from everything. That's an issue in and of itself. But in the same breath, because of that very reality that I just mentioned, the fact that it's able to be intertwined, I don't find it to be as, you know, as, as, you know, as restrictive as some would make it out to be. I think that there are certain people that just don't have the talent, the gifts, and the ability to vacillate back and forth. Um, I also think, believe it or not, in some respects, uh, and I'm going to say this, and I don't know if too many people, too, too many people can say this, I also think that white America is at a disadvantage because, believe it or not, there are subjects that a lot of white folks cannot tackle because of the sensitive times that we're living in and the fear of how everything could be misconstrued. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people who actually genuinely believes that's not fair. My attitude is, is that if I'm a black dude on a radio station and I get to tell you my perspective from my perspective, culturally, mm -hmm. ethnically, and otherwise, that's what you, know. you should be in perfectly entitled to say, listen, if I'm from the streets of New York City and you're from Mobile, Alabama, <laughs> you understand? And you happen to be a white guy or you're from Oklahoma like my man Skip Bayless is from and you have a different perspective. I believe that as long as we're respectful towards one another and we're willing to embrace where one another comes from, you should have every right and I should want to hear what you have to say just like you're willing to hear what I have to say so we can have an open and fair dialogue. I think all of that helps makes all of us better as opposed to silencing one or the other. And so to answer your question directly, it can be restrictive, but I think it's actually at this day and age more so for white America than it is for us because of the sensitive times that we're living in. And I'm not sure that's fair. That's just being able to take that bridge and allow yeah. it to connect so that you can yeah. cross to a same place or at least get, at least get somewhere. But one more for me. Uh, when you think about greatness, when it comes to Tom Brady, one thing that I always try to ask, and, and this goes for even LeBron James, since we're talking basketball and that's your world, of course. Um, one thing I've known about these players, whether it's Akeem Olajuwon that we've known that LeBron has gone work with and some of his skill set to try to enhance his game. Tom Brady, he's enhanced his game to the point where he's made every throw. He throws screens, he throws crossing routes, he throws fade routes, but those little throws of 15 yards to to. to Amendola, those little 15-yard throws over the top, over the linebacker, cornerbacks on the outside, safety in the middle to Rob Gronkowski. That elevation of his game has been constant to the point where you try to justify or, or pigeonhole him in the sense of how you gauge what he does, but you can't put your finger on it because it's not one single thing that he cannot Tom do Brady. well. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, yes. You can say that, but here's the thing. What does he really do? He throws the football. Yeah. And he reads defenses while doing it. Can he do that without the services of Bill Belichick? Football players know that answer better than anybody else. And every football player that I've run across, while lauding and praising the greatness of Tom Brady, never, ever, mm. ever diminishes the stature of Bill Belichick. That tells me 
that Bill Belichick has had at least at one time everything to do with elevating Brady to this level, which would make him the teacher. And students should never disrespect their teachers. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? And I'm stopping right there. Me personally, Aaron Rodgers. Why? Tom Brady is a winner. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm going to say this one more time. He's a bad <laughs> man. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. Talent-wise, talent. he is the greatest individual talent at the quarterback position that I have ever seen. I have never seen a quarterback in the pocket, outside the pocket, to his left, to his right, open, under duress, doesn't matter, short game, long game, mid-range game. I have never, ever, ever seen a quarterback more talented than Tom than, than Aaron Rodgers. I believe that Aaron Rodgers playing for Bill Belichick could do everything Tom Brady has done. Indeed, I don't believe Tom Brady could do what he's done playing for Mike McCarthy. That Aaron Rodgers. And that's the right done. answer. Of course, book Cordell on your show and he's going to tell you why you're wrong. But that's coming up. Forward promotion. Yeah. Down you said, the road. You said talented. That's a key word. Oh, talented. talented. We've that's said goodbye three times. Let's talented. make it official. But we don't want him to go anywhere. My, my man's got <laughs> life. Stephen A., thank you very much. No problem, guys. We thank appreciate you, you joining me. us on the NFL on TuneIn. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.